The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas Radio Network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf flow, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Alrighty, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Wednesday as we ramp up another week covering horse racing, Las Vegas style, right here from the South Point Studios at the South Point Hotel Casino here in Las Vegas on the Fabulous Strip. We welcome you to the show on this Wednesday morning where we see here in Las Vegas, believe it or not, the sun has peaked through. We've had nothing but cloudy, miserable, damp, rainy weather for the last three days here in Las Vegas. But coming in the studio this morning, the sun was rising and the sky was blue. And that's just about the way we're going to have the weather for the next week here in Las Vegas. Right now it's 48 degrees. We're going to get up to a little past 60 today. And our temperatures will be like this, uh, low 40s uh, starting out. And then, of course, we'll creep up to the low 50s. and I should say the high 50s and the low 60s for our temperature here in Las Vegas. But it looks like it's going to be pretty clear throughout the week. And, of course, the weather across the country with all that deep freeze that we had with all of those cancellations in the last week seems like at least the deep freeze is over and it's starting to warm up across the country. However, there are a series of fronts with rain and some places and snow, et cetera, that's going to make its way across the country and affect some racing across the country for the rest of the week. But right now, it doesn't look so bad, that's for sure. And, of course, we're looking, of course, to to really concentrate the weather in Florida this week, South Florida to be specific, because, of course, it's big Pegasus World Cup week and, of course, the Eclipse Awards also being presented down there in Florida. It's going to be a big week around Gulfstream Park. The Eclipse Awards are uh, Oscar Awards for horse racing. That will happen on uh, Thursday. You can see it on FanDuel TV and a few other streaming outlets like uh, NTRA, DRF, etc. They'll be streaming the uh, the presentation, the uh, Eclipse show, the award show. It'll start at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. I want to welcome everybody, no matter how you get us, and we're on def- so many different platforms, like our websites. We stream there, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global. And, of course, on your devices, your iPhones, your Androids, get the KSHP uh, app, put it on there, and you can hear us now on your phone and certainly anywhere you get your podcasting as well. And, of course, at the South Point Studio location on YouTube. You go to YouTube, punch in South Point Studio. You get to see and hear us on the South Point Studio network. And while you're there, if you haven't already, subscribe. It's free. Subscribe. We'd appreciate that as well. 
And not only are we ramping up for the Pegasus World Cup weekend, but we're ramping up, of course, for the NFL Conference Championships, the AFC Championship, the NFC Championship coming up this week. The winners of those two games, of course, will be in the Super Bowl. That will be right here in Las Vegas, Nevada, down the street at Allegiance uh, Stadium. And, of course, that will be on February 11th. The town is already getting ready. They're, they're just bracing for a super, Super Bowl weekend. It's going to be a Super Bowl for the people attending and coming here to Las Vegas like it's never been before. And you can start feeling the excitement building up right now. But as far as horse racing is concerned, our uh, excitement is building up for the big weekend in the Pegasus World Cup. Now, we do have some um, a few uh, items to get to you, news items, since uh, we last uh, was broadcasting on Sunday. And, of course, uh, those news items include Medina Spirit. You remember how long ago the, the winner of the 2020 Kentucky Derby four years ago? Medina Spirit, the appeal of his uh, the, the entire situation there in that race as far as uh, the the uh, 20, I'm sorry, the 2021 Kentucky Derby, not 2020, 2021 Kentucky Derby. Uh, Bob Baffert and his appeal in the Medina Spirit case with Churchill Downs has been dropped. They have dropped that appeal. And so uh, we're wondering if maybe he dropped that appeal with uh, Churchill Downs to see if he can get a little bit of a lift on his band so far there. We'll get into that in a little bit with Jonathan Ardoon. But the Medina Spirit uh Peel and uh, uh, Baffert and Zidane, which, of course, are the owners, uh, they have dropped their appeal on the ruling in the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission to disqualify Medina Spirit. So that appeal is over now, and we'll wait and see about that. Now, the 220 winner of the uh, Saudi Cup, you remember uh, the $20 million Saudi Cup, the inaugural running back in 2020, which was won by Maximum Security, you remember that? And then, of course, uh, Maximum Security's uh, trainer, uh, Mr. Uh, Jason Service, got all of those suspensions and dis- and 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 uh, was banned from racing. Well, the Saudi people held up the ten million dollars of the twenty million dollar purse that was supposed to go to the owners of Maximum uh, Security until uh, uh, until, of course. They ruled. Finally, the ruling came out. Finally, the ruling came out. Now, remember, that was 2020, four years it took. But uh, they disqualified, officially disqualified maximum security from the 2020 uh, Saudi Cup. So that means Midnight Basu, the mayor, Midnight Basu, is now going to receive the $10 million winner's purse of that uh, Saudi Cup. And that happened in 2020. As far as uh, some other uh, news is concerned, uh, we've got the Kentucky Derby Future Book Pool, finally. The uh, final pool is in now for the Kentucky Derby Future Book. And uh, Fierceness wound up the individual horse um, favorite at 8-1 to one for the Kentucky Derby. This is Pool 3. Now it's been closed. And, of course, uh, the All Others uh, is the overall favorite at 2-1. to one, But uh, Fierceness was the individual favorite at 8-1 to one in that. And so uh, we'll wait and see if... Uh, he makes the gate. You know, he's owned by Rapoli, and you know what happened last year. I'll just leave it at that. As far as this weekend, Gulfstream Park, of course, is the center of attention on Saturday. They'll have seven uh, stakes race, graded stakes races, a 13-race card, a big card coming up with full fields and everything. They're really making a big 
on Saturday at Gulfstream. I'm sure they'll pay for it before and after that card, but it's going to be a big card on Saturday. Seven stakes races, two grade ones, of course, the World Cup and the World Cup turf, two grade twos and three grade threes of the seven stakes races there. Of course, Aqueduct will have a stakes race, Oaklawn and Turfway Park as well. Santa Anita will have a grade two on the docket for Saturday. Sunday light, only Aqueduct and Santa Anita have a stakes race there as well. Now, uh, of course, Monday, this coming Monday, is the deadline for the Bob Baffert train horses to be transferred to other trainers if they have intentions to gain Kentucky Derby leaderboard points in the prep races and actually run in the Kentucky Derby. That's the cutoff point. And uh, these these horses are affected. Nysos, Muth, Maymum, a big winner uh, recently uh, at uh, Santa Anita, Pilot Commander, Coach Prime, and Prince of Monaco. All of these horses have been trained by Baffert. All of these three-year-olds have had impressive runs so far. But if they ha- their ownership intends to run in the Kentucky Derby, got to get out of Baffert's barn by Monday. We'll wait and see. Several of the owners have also also uh, backed Baffert in saying they have declared that if uh, Baffert uh, can't go, their horses won't either. So we'll wait and see about that. And, of course, uh, as I say, uh, there, there's plenty of other action going on. But we're going to get started because we've got Jonathan Hardoon standing by. Rich Eng, of course, what a weekend he had. Picked the winner of all four of the NFL Divisional Championship games. Four out of four. And we're going to get his first uh, first peek at the uh, the uh, conference championship uh, matchups when he comes on aboard. And of course, John Linda will be with us talking about the state of racing. There's some unusual things that are happening in racing that uh, we really need to address. That's for sure. And Jerry Jack was, of course, he tells me he's got a betting tip for you today, whatever that means. So without any further ado, let's just get started by going to our first break. When we come back, we'll get you your racing menu for today. Guess what? No cancellations so far, anyhow, on the racing menu today. That's, uh, I think it's the first in over a week. Uh, And then we'll get started with our handicappers. Don't go away. We're just getting started ramping it up for another week covering uh, this great sport of kings, Las Vegas style, from the South Point Studios. Don't forget to hit subscribe when you get there. We'll be right back. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Horse players, the best of racing is always at Los Alamitos with action-packed racing featured every single night. Trials to the Grade 1 Los Alamitos Winter Derby will headline this Saturday night program. Top sophomores set to race include Rockin' with Energy, the runner-up in the Grade 1 Edbert Million, 
and multiple Futurity finalists' optical illusion. And don't forget about the big pools at Los Alamitos. The early pick four had a pool of nearly 180,000 last Sunday, while the total pool in the pick six was over 160,000 last Sunday. Our first post on Saturday night follows the final race at Santa Anita. Looking for a great spot to enjoy the live and simulcast racing action? The Vessels Club has a great table just for you. Inside seating and patio tables are available. For reservations, call 714-820-2681. And of course, Burgard Sports Bar is open for every live racing program. The best of racing, always, at Los Alamitos. Remember, the trials to the Grade 1 Los Alamitos Winter Derby headline Saturday's card. Returning to the Wednesday Race Day Las Vegas radio program, coming to you live here from Las Vegas at the South Point Studios. I want to just uh, clarify one thing. They have recommended the disqualification of uh, maximum security. Okay? The administrators of the $20 million, million dollar Saudi Cup, of course, the richest race in the world, will, was, will recommend the disqualification of maximum security for the Colts 2020 win in the race on charges that his trainer, Jason Service, committed substantial breaches of the rules for the race related to his arrest and conviction on drug misbranding charges in the United States. That was a recommendation, but uh, it's more than likely that they'll go ahead with the recommendation. As far as the um, weather across the country, like I say, there's a lot of action going on from the Gulf area with uh, the Gulf uh, shore of uh, Texas through South Texas. Louisiana is going to get slammed right through, and then it goes up through the Midwest as far as Kentucky, Indiana, and Ohio, and that uh, front is making its way to the East Coast, and there's going to be several fronts going through in the next week, so we'll wait and see about track conditions, but uh, no cancellations to this time. Another storm is brewing over the Northwest that it is dumping snow, into Oregon and Washington, and a lot of rain, et cetera, going through the northern and central part of California right now. So we'll wait and see about that. But in the meantime, here's your menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Centers and racetracks around the country. We remind you, first post times we broadcast on this racing menu each and every day reflect that of the Pacific Time Zone. So if you're listening here in Las Vegas and you're going to roll out to the race book here at the South Point, well, these will be the first post times that roll out in our race books today. We are in the Pacific time zone. But we know that uh, you listen on many different platforms in many different ways that are all across the world. So if you're in another one of those time zones, adjust to the Pacific time zone for this racing menu so you don't miss anything. Like, of course, I miss mom and dad. Okay. And now we'll get started. We begin our racing menu with Parks Racing. Their first post time is 9.05 at Parks. Pick 6 jackpot carryover. I'm sorry, the pick 5 jackpot carryover. Take the 6 out, put the 5 in. Pick 5 jackpot carryover, $115,879. Parks Racing starts off first post time at 9.05. Then we have Gulfstream Park. It's uh, Pegasus World Cup week at Gulfstream Park. Their pick 6 jackpot carryover. $594,282. Now, with the carryover that happened on Sunday with no single ticket winner, they guaranteed $700,000. I'm figuring between seven hundred dollars and $750,000 if you happen to be the single ticket winner today at Gulfstream. 
Their first post time is at 9-10. And then we get to Tampa Bay Downs, the other track in Florida. Tampa Bay Downs has a pick six jackpot carryover. $40,286, but they have a regular pick five carryover, regular pick five, of $61,756. Their first post time at Tampa Bay Downs today is at 9.30. And then we'll roll into uh, Mahoning Valley. Mahoning Valley Racecourse has a pick six jackpot carryover, $21,855. Their first post time is 9.45. 9.45 at Mahoning Valley Racecourse. Then we roll right up to 2.55 this afternoon where Turfway Park will check in. Their pick six jackpot carryover, $51,087 at Turfway Park. Their first post time is 2.55. And then five minutes later, Penn National will kick in with their racing card. Now, Penn National has a first post time of 3 p.m. for their racing today at Penn National. 3 p.m. first post time at Penn National. And then uh, we'll have... uh, Wrapping it up with Charlestown. Charlestown races. First post time is 4 p.m. 4 p.m. at Charlestown. And their pick six jackpot carry over there is $5,996. Seven races on the menu. No late uh, cancellations yet. Weather might be a little bit miserable out there, but it's not at least in the deep freezer frozen uh, racetracks. That's for sure. That's the menu for today. Wednesday, I guess it's now time to go out to Mr. Jonathan Hardoon standing by. Jonathan, uh, if I'm correct, you had a winner for us at Gulfstream Park on Sunday when we last talked. Uh, that was a nice winner there. That was the horse that you were talking. We were both talking about how uh, uh, Ired Ortiz uh, rode a horse for a trainer that is an obscure trainer, and the fact that it's not one of his clients. So you and I felt that uh, the trainer of the horse must have gave Irad's agent a real good story about how this horse was ready to pop. And boy, they were right. Because if you saw the race, this horse went into the far turn dead last, came out of the far turn wide, and looped the field as everybody else in the field looked like they turned to rock. He got the lead and pulled away for an easy win. 15-1 to was an absolute fallacy. That was a fantasy. But it was a nice $10 winner, solid $10 winner there, Jonathan. Yeah, and it was a 12000 uh, maiden claimer, which also added uh, intrigue into why he would be riding that horse. Anyway, we got the money, and that's what counted. And we had a second at Fairgrounds on a horse that looked like he was going to win off the screen. He went by and just pulled himself up, and the inside horse came back and got him. But one out of two is not bad. Uh, yeah. When you get a horse that's got the lead and then pulls himself up, it kind of, uh, you, you know, you get the feeling that a lot of horses are like, um, horses that like to travel with other horses, you know, they're herd animals, so to speak. And when they get to the lead, sometimes they, you kind of get lost and disoriented and they wait for their buddies to show up again. Right. That's why a lot of times horses, the rider has to time the move where it, they hit the lead very close to the wire. So that doesn't happen, but it happened on Sunday. By the way, Ralph, as far as maximum security, they're yeah. just they're recommending yeah. that they don't. The horse wasn't found uh, with any drugs in him. He passed every drug test. I, if they're going to go back and do that, well, then they should disqualify all the service horses that won races. You can't take that horse's money away. He was. I mean, it makes no sense. You know, the guy could be a bad guy, the trainer and everything else. But that particular horse on that particular day was as clean as a whistle. 
How do they go and take away a $10 million purse? Doesn't make much sense. You know, Jonathan, and if that was in the United States of America with our court system, you know, there'd be filing lawsuits, et cetera. But that's Saudi Arabia and they do what they want there. That's the problem. They make the rules and everything else that goes along with it, but it just doesn't seem fair or right. If the horse tested clean and there was no problem, yes, the trainer's a bad guy and did a lot of things wrong. We get it. But once you pass the test and you're clean, they should pay you. And what about the ownership? I mean, they they get the most of the money, you know, and uh, that's got to be a big hit for them. Exactly. I mean, it just doesn't seem fair. I mean, not only that, the money was tied up for four or five years already yeah. just sitting there. Who's collecting interest? Who's making the money on this? They are. Yeah. You well, know? you know, uh, that uh, that carrot that dangles out there for all the American, all the international horses, really, in Saudi Arabia to go there and participate in those races is uh, is a carrot that uh, is uh, elusive, certainly. And White Abario, as a matter of fact, is going to pass up the Pegasus World Cup here in the good old United States with, with the parameters of laws that we have and go to Saudi Arabia and try to win there. And uh, all I can say is that when you get there, you play by their rules, and their rules is dictatorship, period. Yeah, and as far as Baffert dropping the lawsuit, I think he was trying to extend an olive branch maybe to Churchill that they should back off and, you know, and stop with the ridiculous uh, moving the goalposts and keep extending the the penalty. That just doesn't seem right. You know, they got five days now. They, they have to move those horses by the 29th of January. Doesn't make sense. Listen, you know, some of the owners that Baffert has like the Zandon or whatever, they're multi-zillionaires. They should make a race on Derby Day for $50 million. You want to screw with Churchill? Go ahead. Screw with Baffert and see what happens. That's what they should do. Let's see how many horses opt for the $50 million race as opposed to going to the Derby. Well, if you you wanted to go that far, you make the takeout in the uh, the paramutual pool for that 5%. And you yeah. have free parking, free entries, and free seating. How about that? Yeah, well, exactly. But I'm talking about getting the horses that are going yeah. to be giving up the most prestigious race to go run for a crazy amount of money. You know, it just – go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so Baffert's got Medina Spirit that got disqualified. You had right. Justify a few years – be uh, you know, uh, Justify, I think, I think it was after Medina Spirit, right? I think it was. Yeah. Anyhow, he uh, was in question because of the Santa Anita Derby win and the, and the drug thing there. But they left Justify as the official winner of the uh, Kentucky Derby. That was a good thing. So Baffert's had his his moments with uh, Churchill Downs and the Kentucky Racing Commission. Well, obviously, they've had enough and, and they're tired of what they think are his games. And he thinks he's smarter than the rest of the world. That's the attitude they're taking. And, you know, they're going to play ball now. And let's see what happens. Again, he dropped the lawsuit, the appeal, I should say. So I guess he's trying to extend an olive branch, but who knows? Well, what do you think? Do you think uh, any of the horses that I mentioned that are kind of the uh, the horses that are right now prominent in the uh, three-year-old uh group of uh, horses that uh, Baffert's training. Do you think any of the owners are going to uh, find uh, Mr. Yakteen again? Yeah, I'm sure they're going to send them right down the road to Yakteen. You know, you'll have some of them, and then you'll have a handful that just will boycott the whole system. But, you know, who are they really hurting by doing this? Yeah, no question about that. 
we got a big day of racing coming up at uh, Gulfstream Park, the uh, Pegasus World Cup. Uh, you know, million-dollar races there. The, it, year by year, they add another one to it. We have three of them now. We got the Pegasus World Cup, the the original one, that at one time was a lot more than the purse uh, is now. Then you got the Pegasus World Cup turf, and now you got the Pegasus World Cup Philly Mare turf. And I guess uh, maybe uh, down the road they'll add more divisions as well. But uh, the Pegasus World Cup going to be a hell of a card there. I understand thirteen races, and and they've got full a lot of full fields there, Jonathan. Yeah, and it'll cost you about two hundred dollars to get in if you want to spend the day at Gulfstream, which is also a little crazy. Did I not I mean, hear? I thought I heard two hundred fifty dollars to get in. Or two hundred fifty dollars right. for a seat or whatever. It was like ridiculous. The the amount of money it was over. It was two hundred or more. That's for sure. That's, that's that's crazy. Parking. parking. They get like another eighty dollars for parking. You know, I was there last year, I think, or the year before. But I had credentials to go in because we had a horse running. But it's crazy. They outpriced themselves. I mean, days like this, they should want as many people as possible to come into the track. First of all, to begin with, Gulfstream is not built to handle a big crowd. You know, they, they are full of malls and shopping centers and everything else. They, it's not race friendly for a, for a fans. It really isn't. It's very uncomfortable to sit and gamble there unless you get a table in the restaurant and there's only so many tables in the restaurant. You're really up against it. There's no way to be comfortable gambling there. Not for real gamblers. They're better off sitting home and betting from your office or your computer or whatever. <laughs> well, uh, duly noted, that's that's for sure. You want people, you know, go to the horse book. You're better off. You have a table, a desk. You could sit and be comfortable. You know, days like that, you want people there. You don't want to chase people away. And by charging them $250 to get in and $80 to park, well, you know, you right away eliminated a lot of your customer base. Uh, that's correct. That's for sure. But the nice thing is uh, maybe they ought to put a, a, you know, a loan officer at the start, uh, at the, you know, the gate. So if you want to take a loan to get in, uh, you, they, they can approve you right there anyhow. But in any case, all kidding aside, folks, uh, any case, it's going to be a great day of racing. And you're right as far as uh, uh, the accommodations for uh, players. There's no accommodations, I think, for players anywhere in the world like it is here in Las Vegas. Here in uh, the South Point, you park your car for free. You walk in, you sit down for free. Uh, and if you're a player, you, you if you're a good player, you'll, you'll they'll afford you the racing forms like for a buck or whatever. And uh, so the first real money that you're taking out of your pocket is to put into action for betting on the races and uh, big screen TVs and everything else, comfortable surroundings, uh, friends around you. I mean, what more do you want? And, and you know, the, the hot dog stand here is amazing. And uh, so is the deli and all the other amenities that go with it if you want to eat and drink during the races. It's great. But the best part of the South Point, and I'm not plugging them because we're using the studios, is that the horse room and the sports room are separate. Yeah. And nothing annoys a horse player more than hearing screaming. Not everyone's betting sports and betting football games. You're trying to concentrate. Mm -hmm. And everybody's screaming for every first down and every great play. But at the South Point, it's separate, separate horse room from the sports, and it's just better for everybody involved. Yet they're uh, they're close enough together that if a sports fan wants to make a bet on a horse race or vice versa, uh, a couple of steps away and you're there. As a matter of fact, the uh, the famous hot dog stand is right between the two, and uh, that's uh, always a popular place, that's for sure. Jonathan, looking at uh, the uh, Pegasus World Cup field, outside of White Abario, deciding to go into the Saudi Cup, as we were talking about earlier. 
Uh, pretty good field of handicap horses left uh, to go in that race. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I didn't start to work on it yet. I guess I'll be doing that tomorrow. But as of now, it looks good. And you got big fields and full field size. I wonder if Gulfstream is going to make a mandatory payout in their pick six on Saturday. Actually, if they were smart, they would probably wait till Sunday. Sure they because will, yeah. Sunday doesn't Saturday doesn't need any more uh, right. help than they're getting. So if they were smart, they would probably make that mandatory pad on Sunday, the day after. The usual mo for uh, Gulfstream Park on big days like that is to make the mandatory the day after on Sunday. We'll wait and see. We'll check on that. That's for sure. But in any case, no matter what happens, it's going to be a great day of racing, and uh, hopefully the weather. That's the key thing, the weather right now, because, you know, they are, they, they're getting those fronts going through, and there's a lot of rain going through the southern part, uh, the southeastern part of the uh, country. Now, of course, Florida, of course, has that, you know, it's, it's, it's got that long uh, shoreline, and, and, and if it, may, it may not hit as far south as the southern part of Florida. We'll wait and see. Let's just hope the weatherman and the gambling gods are uh, racing fans. That's for sure. In any case... The Ralph, they're for good weather, so that's good. You know, there there is no rain in sight, but again, it's Florida, so obviously it can rain at any time. But for the most part, they're expecting beautiful weather. Fantastic. All right. Well, listen, we got to start building our Pegasus World Cup bankroll, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna take that ten dollars that you got uh, there from the win on uh, Saturday and uh, get a couple of winners from you today. Where are we going first? All right, we have one at Tampa and one at Gulf. Whoa, 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 whoa! You're, you're, uh, you're, you're, you got to take your papers away from the microphone because it's just screaming through the here. You got to do that, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, okay. I, it's not so much for me, but the crew back here is is uh, screeching, and I know if they they've got those faces going on, everybody else uh, listening out there has got it too. So, uh, okay, where are we going first? Okay, let's go to Gulfstream, look at race seven, five and a half furlongs on the Tapita, and I like the number 12 horse in here, Chena. Chena is a four-year-old filly from the Enil Codero barn, and guess who's riding? Irod Ortiz takes the mount for this low-profile barn. He, she draws a good outside box. There's a ton of early speed to set things up for her here. Number 12, Chena, five to one on the morning line, wins today's seventh race out at Gulfstream. All right, the seventh race at Gulfstream. Uh, your selection there is uh, the twelve horse Shayna, Florida bred, uh, five to one on the morning line. You think? Uh, well, we might get close to the five to one. You don't know. Full field, twelve yeah. horses go. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, so we got the twelve in the uh, seventh race at Gulfstream, and now I guess uh, you got to play at uh, Tampa, right? I do, and there is a. Pick five carryover yeah. in a late pick five. So let's give everybody some help in the ninth and final and give out a nice price play here. I love the number five horse in here, ready to fly. This is a six-year-old gelding from the Pat McBurney barn. Samuel Marin aboard to ride. He's listed at eight to one on the morning line. He's run well at Tampa in the past two-thirds out of three starts there. Gets to go an extra eighth of a mile today. He's listed at eight to one on the morning line. Number five, ready to fly, <coughs> wins today's ninth and final out of Tampa Bay Downs. All right, Tampa Bay, a ninth race, the uh, five, ready to fly. We hope he does just the same, ready to fly, of course, uh, in the uh, in the ninth race at Tampa Bay. Seventh race, Gulfstream, the 12, ninth race at Tampa Bay, the five. We're going to parlay some of that $10 
um, Paramitra will win on Sunday right into that and start building a bankroll for the weekend because we got uh, a great Pegasus Day of uh, racing at uh, Gulfstream Park. Oh, and of course, you know, a couple of NFL games that we can illegally play here, you know. Could play them legally here also. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's for sure. And our our handicapper, of course, uh, you know, Jonathan, uh, Rich Ang was four for four, swept the card in the NFL last week. He's been doing terrific. Let him keep up the great work. All right. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And by the weekend, you'll have some uh, thoughts about actually who you like in those Pegasus World Cup races. By Friday. No problem. All right. You got it, my man. Stay safe and be well. All right. You too, Jonathan. That's for sure. Okay. Enough for Jonathan. Now next comes Rich Ang, who uh, we're going to put on the uh, pedestal here. He's perfect as far as the NFL playoffs are concerned, at least from last week to this week. But uh, let's see if it gets tougher for the two games to be uh, represent the winners in the uh, Super Bowl. We'll wait and see. Richie is next. Don't go away. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. When a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers supports them. The foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Home Program. Through their Smart Home Program, catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home, especially at Adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Back on Race Day Las Vegas, time to uh, get a little uh, pigskin action in. And our man is hitting a 1,000% right now. Rich Ang had the uh, predicted uh, the winners of all four of the NFL uh, divisional games uh, last weekend with the point spreads as you bet. So let's bring in uh, the man right now, Rich Ang. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralphie. Uh, I hope you and me and some of the listeners out there made some money, whether you bet straight, 
You bet parlays, you bet teasers. They all came in using the, the four selections. So it was a good weekend. Oh, I did the parlays. I did just the, the parlays. And I, yes, it was a very good weekend. That's for sure. But now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. The uh, AFC, the uh, AFC championship will be held. Both games will be held on Sunday. Uh, AFC championship is going to be the first one uh, kicking off at noon on CBS Pacific time, of course. Featuring the Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Baltimore Ravens. The second game, the NFC Championship, will kick off at 3.30 Pacific time on the Fox Network. Featuring the Detroit Lions at the San Francisco 49ers. Opening numbers, the Ravens 3.5 favorite over under total 46. Opening number, San Francisco minus 7. And the uh, opening uh, over under 51.5. And I know that it's maybe a little bit early for betting, but any uh, any changes? Uh, well, the Ravens number is four in most places now. There's a lot of Baltimore money showing up, and uh, the other game with San Francisco and Alliance is a, is a strong seven. But uh, some of the money splits, Ralph, uh, show more action on Baltimore and on San Francisco as far as the handle. So everybody's uh, betting the favorites to get to the Super Bowl. And if San Francisco and the Ravens uh, – uh, you know, win their games, then uh, the old um, Super Bowl logo colors come into play for, for predicting who's going to be in the Super Bowl again. Yeah, it's actually uh, not that often that the number one seeds from both the AFC and the NFC get through the gauntlet again, but they would be number one versus number one, which uh, would be a fantastic game should they win. Well, uh, let's, uh, you know, first blush, uh, we, I don't think Kansas City is going to have uh, its way with Baltimore as it did with uh, Buffalo, because as you noted, the Buffalo secondary was really beat up when they played, even at home, but when they played against Kansas City, and it showed up late in the game. Yeah, you know, if, you know, if I could just make like a, a, a Chris Berman r- real quick capsule of each one of the sure. games. Sure, go ahead. We'll move forward, but, you know, the Texans-Ravens game, uh, the Ravens blew out the Texans 34 to 10. And if you take away that one punt return by the Texan kid, uh, they only scored three points against the uh, Ravens defense. So the Ravens defense came to play. Uh, the second game on Saturday was the Packers and the 49ers. The 49ers, quite frankly, uh, did not play a good football game. Brock Purdy did not play a football good football game, but they put it together in that last drive where they drove the length of the field and scored and then they held off uh, Jordan Love. But uh, that was a tough game for the 49ers. It was their B game, so we'll see if they come with their A game this week. Uh, the Buccaneers and the Lions, I thought the Lions were, quite frankly, going to trash the Buccaneers. They did win and cover, but the Buccaneers gave them all they could handle. Um, great game by uh, Jared Goff, and uh, the fans in Detroit really deserve that win. Uh, the final game on Sunday was the Chiefs and the Bills. The comment I want to make here, Ralph, is, you know, in a normal uh, NFL football game, each team has roughly 60 plays if the time of possession is about 30 minutes each. Buffalo played a near-perfect game and still lost because they ran almost 80 plays versus 45 for the Chiefs. That's the best way to try to beat a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady, keep them on the sidelines. The Bills did that and still couldn't win the game. Yeah, because I think there was a big adjustment at halftime as far as the Kansas City's defense was concerned because Buffalo was running all over them in the first half, but they shored it up in the second half. And then and then you had to go to, uh, you know, uh, Allen and his antics, and, and certainly he tried hard, that's for sure. And uh, you got to 
you got to really feel really bad for the uh, the kicker for uh, uh, Buffalo not getting them into overtime. Yeah, you know what? They're they're heaping too much blame on the kid Bass for missing that kick. The field conditions with the wind and the cold and everything that was a tough kick from forty seven yards. But I really blame the Bills and their offense because they had the ball, they were moving it. And instead of keep matriculating down the field and at least get closer for a field goal, yeah. uh, just a couple of long passes when they would have been much better off throwing, you know, short to intermediate passes and just keep moving the chains. Yeah, yeah, you keep uh, you know getting to the uh, line of uh, you know the line to get the first down. That's for sure. But that is then. This is now, and we have uh, really great coaches uh, as well for all four of the teams uh, on the weekend. And so I guess the public is leaning towards the favorites, but we'll have to wait and see what you lean towards as the week goes on, that's for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, one stat that keeps getting harped on over and over again in the uh, AFC game between the Chiefs and the Ravens is the fact that Patrick Mahomes, as a Chief, Kansas City Chief, has been an underdog only like 10 times in his career. He has a 9-1 and record uh, against the spread. So a lot of people are going to love the Chiefs off of a statistic like that. Well, we'll uh, keep an eye on what's going on and certainly get your predictions and uh, your your selections uh, before the games kick off on Sunday. And, of course, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, thanks, Ralphie. Good luck, everybody. All righty. When we come back, back to racing. John Lendo standing by. And, of course, we still have Jerry Jackowitz that told me he's going to help you with some betting tips. Uh, we all need that, I guess. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The best of racing is always at Los Alamitos with action-packed racing featured every single night. Trials to the Grade 1 Los Alamitos Winter Derby will headline this Saturday night program. Top sophomores set to race include Rockin' with Energy, the runner-up in the Grade 1 Ed Burton Million, and multiple futurity finalists Optical Illusion. And don't forget about the big pools at Los Alamitos. The early pick four had a pool of nearly 180,000 last Sunday, while the total pool in the pick six was over 160,000 last Sunday. Our first post on Saturday night follows the final race at Santa Anita. Looking for a great spot to enjoy the live and simulcast racing action? The Vessels Club has a great table just for you. Inside seating and patio tables are available. For reservations, call 714-820-2681. And, of course, Burgard Sports Bar is open for every live racing program. The best of racing, always, at Los Alamitos. Remember, the trials to the Grade 1 Los Alamitos Winter Derby headline Saturday's card. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The 
Race Day Las Vegas show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All right, wrapping up this Wednesday Race Day Las Vegas show with our closing act. And of course, that's John and Jerry. Now we go out to John Lendo standing by. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Hey, the sun is actually shining this morning here in Las Vegas. How about that? I know. We had a lot of rain here on Monday and uh, glad to get through all that. We're supposed to be warm through the week, so we should be good this weekend at Santa Anita. Yeah, we are also uh, getting out from uh, two days of constant rain, that's for sure. Of course, the same front that went through where you're at. Uh, and, of course, if we get the great weather in Southern California, if the weather holds up in uh, South Florida, it's going to be a hell of a day with the coast-to-coast pick five and all that great racing, the Pegasus World Cup day at uh, Gulfstream. Yeah, I think right now the the forecast at Gulfstream is low 80s and a very minimal chance of rain, and we're going to be in the 70s in Southern California. So we should be good to go, and it'll be a fun weekend. Well, I got to tell you, you know, uh, great uh, racing cards and uh, beautiful weather should get the people out, that's for sure. We know that the state of racing right now is going through some trying times, uh, and we know that uh, Southern California, they say at Santa Anita, they overpaid the purse uh, monies to the horsemen by a I don't know, a couple of million dollars, right? Four million dollars that they're chasing, and the the deficit's getting bigger right now. Uh, Is anybody getting together and, 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 you know, because, I mean, they're going, you're heading right towards a brick wall with this stuff. I mean, they got, somebody's got to make uh, some decisions and changes for the health of the game. Well, I think last week was the first time they publicly acknowledged what the deficit was. So now that it's out there in the public's eye, uh, you know, what they're eyeballing, Ralph, is, uh, the Santa Anita meets cut into two. It have the, the winter meet, which goes through basically the Santa Anita Derby in April, and then the spring meet, which goes until the end uh, of the meet itself in the middle of June. So at this point, we're looking at some pretty, uh, uh, you know, I, I would say substantial purse cuts for the spring meet, the spring portion. Yeah. And we'll see how we get there, what happens if there's something that has to be done before that. Uh, but uh, at, at least it's out in the public now. We know about it. And what are they going to do about it? Now we get to see. And not uh, just to, to be uh, in balance here, it's not uh, the, the, the most popular Southern California meet. Del Mar also overpaid, right? Right. Del Mar is overdrawn about $2 million. So there will probably be some purse cuts. We haven't had any uh, announcements yet what the purses will be at Del Mar this summer. I would expect a, a small reduction in purses down there. Uh, I don't. I understand that there's. They still want to do the ship and win program, which has been so popular in, mm-hmm. in bringing the horses out here. But I don't know wh- whether the funds are all there. Well, well, again, as they lay everything out, we'll let you guys know. But I still think the the ship and win program is on for Del Mar this summer. And of course, I will ask you one more question as we wrap up state of the racing in a thumbnail right now, and that is, of course, the tweet that was out there or on X, the message on X that was out there uh, from Rapoli and, and Mike Rapoli, uh, and it was uh, didn't hold back. <laughs> well, Mike's not gonna he's not gonna filter his opinions, and he'll fire stuff out there to get everybody uh, shook up, and uh, you know. Um, He's not wrong on a lot of, on a lot of this stuff, but uh, his opinions are strong. But it's one thing to fire out opinions, Ralph. But you have to have solutions as well. It's it's easy to 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 do the Monday morning quarterback stuff. Sure, sure. It's hard to be proactive and, and tackle it head on. I think they got to get everybody in a place and uh, lock them in there until they figure it out. That's for sure. 
but it's reflective of what's going on with our government as well. I guess it's just uh, something that's happened now nowadays, that's for sure. John, we got a big week ahead of us. Lindo report for this week? I'll do Gulfstream Park tomorrow. We're back to Santa Anita on Friday. Saturday with the, the Pegasus card, we'll do both a Gulfstream and a Santa Anita uh, sheet, the Lindo report. And then we'll go back to Sunday at uh, Santa Anita. So both tracks getting covered this week for the Lindo report at the South Point. And suggested coast-to-coast pick fives on both Saturday and Sunday on the Lindo report, right? Absolutely, yes. All right, John, uh, enjoy the sunshine while it lasts, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. You got it, Ralph. Good luck today. All right. Now we're going right to Jerry Jackowitz standing by. Now, uh, Jerry, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. All right, Jerry, uh, I understand that um, you wanted to talk about some betting tip, and I guess it's uh, how to proceed with wagering on a, a key horse. Well, no, actually, what I wanted to do um, is talk about how you get to a key horse. Okay. Uh, that was what I to do today. Um, and we have, what, about two and a half minutes, so let's get right on it. Um, basically, the first thing you want to do when you're, when you're presented with a, a card of horses to decide who you're going to bet on or not is you want to poke holes in the favorites. It's usually the most attractive horse, have the most going on in its form that makes you think you could win. And they're usually labeled, you know, eight to five, two to one. It's fairly easy to find out who the favorites are in the race. And you take the two or three favorites of every race, and the first thing you do is you try and poke holes in their form. You try to find reasons for them not to win. You have to remember the favorite, even at two to one, only comes in first or second about 50% of the time, maybe slightly over, maybe it's 53% of the time. They win about 32, 33, 34% of the time. They come in second another 20% of the time. And so they're devalued, basically. You, know, you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't really break even on them even. You probably have to lose. We did study at one time, if you bet every favorite, you lose 10 cents on the dollar. It's like a bad slot machine favorite. And, uh, but they get into the mix. They fill out exactly. So they're very useful in, in a different kind of a way. So the idea is not to bet the favorite. It's to bet something else that has a chance. The next thing you want to do is you want to look at horses that look kind of reasonable, like they have an opportunity, and really find qualities you like, something that you can hang your hat on. You say, well, uh, this horse is uh, being fresh, been freshened, so his last two races maybe aren't uh, aren't that significant. Let's look back in his form a little bit, see if he's got back class or back power. And then the third group of horses, which are the line outs, the horses that you automatically throw out, you actually should go through each one of them and kind of make an imaginative, I do this with my V horses, an imaginative reason why this horse could suddenly have a total reversal in form and this throw out could be first or second. Um, But you have to go through this discipline on every single race. And obviously what happens is there's a lot of races you're going to be confused, you're not going to feel like you have anything strong, any hook to to bet on, because you're not going to bet the favorites anymore. They're just going to stop doing that. And and when you find one of these horses that hooks you, then you right away have a bet. And it's very easy to make the bet because you you can see the value and you have a sense that the horse has a chance to win. You're not saying it's an automatic winner. And there's something you like about them. And then you can kind of pull the bet 
together very easily. You start by making an exacto with the favorite. You bring in some long shots. You get a good win, win place bet type going. And it's fairly easy to make your exacto and build your key around the horse that sort of appeals to you and has the price. And I call that a pop-out key. I find the horse that appeals to me or has something that appeals Jerry, to me. Jerry, Jerry. You got yeah. you got to wrap it. You got to wrap it up, Jerry, because we're uh, we've done. But nothing more to say. Value, That's right? It. Go for value, right? All right, you got it, my man. Now listen, you know as well as I do. When we get to the end of the show, you got one more thing to say. So say it. Have a great race day, everybody.